it's nice to kind of have, you know, each with their own skills. Like I really think the best partnerships are ones where, you know, you kind of complement different skill sets and that way you kind of bring, bring everything together. So, hey, welcome to the Millionaire Listed podcast. Um, thank you for tuning in. For our listeners, please uh, hit the subscribe button and leave us a review if you like what you hear. Today, we have uh, Brock Munginson from uh, Wisconsin. He's a syndicator. He invests in uh, multifamily commercial real estate. And um, and uh, if you wanna, if you wanna take it over, man. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, pretty much that, that, that's what we do. I mean, so we do, we do syndication, um, essentially for, for those that don't know what syndication is, it's just ultimately we, we partner up with other investors, um, and to, to buy larger assets, right? So the larger assets that you couldn't necessarily afford on your own, the process of syndication allows you to partner up with, with partners on a limited side. And then they, they bring, you know, most of the capital to a deal and you're able to go, to go bigger. Um, so, so yeah, essentially our, our, our company, Smart Asset Capital, that started about a little over a year ago. Um, and we really just, uh, we started off with our first deal in the multifamily space, and that was an 89-unit deal, um, a C-class, C-class deal here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So we closed that about, uh, it's been about a year almost. And after that, uh, we kind of we had that for a while, kind of going through that one, um, and then recently here in the past few months, just it's it's I know in every market across the U.S. There, there's deals out there, but as everyone knows, that they're hard to come by, um, and we just haven't been able to find the the yield that we're, that we're looking for um, in traditional multifamily. They're out there for sure. Like we we see some come by, but uh, we haven't been able to make sense of a lot of the numbers. So. In return, we've kind of come across a few more creative deals in the in the retail and office space that we've that we've acquired. So, kind of, you know, multifamily still remains to be our, our main asset. But when good deals kind of come up in these different asset classes, and we're able to still conservatively buy them, we've been kind of diversifying a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, that's kind of where where we stand and what, what we've done in the past year or so. Awesome. So, what's your background? Uh, so I am I so I, I, I still work full time marketing. Um, I kind of I have, a, I have a master's in information systems, so I'm kind of uh, more more on the analytical side of marketing. So I, I spend a lot of time behind the computer. Um, so that's the kind of space I come from. Um, uh, so that that kind of transitioned well. I mean, I the side of the business I do like is most stuff that takes place behind the computer. Um, yeah. So the, the analyzing the deals. Um, I enjoy a lot of the, the asset management stuff. Um, so that's kind of where I, I focus and I kind of partner up with other people that that necessarily isn't their strong suit. Um, so it's worked out well where we can each complement our different skill sets. Now, how many, how many people are in your company? Uh, there's three of us. Oh, there's three of you? Okay. Correct. And each has their own, their, their own task, what, what each do in, in the company and all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I mean, I think that's what kind of worked out well is they're more they're more strong suit on the sales side, so that works out well with investor relations and kind of you know, building up our, our partner database. Um, so it's worked out well, and I kind of obviously our roles intertwine in, in different parts of the business, but it's nice to kind of have you know each with their own skills. Like I really think the best partnerships are ones where you know you kind of complement different skill sets, and that way you kind of bring bring everything together instead of. Uh, if both you guys are really analytical and, you know, I think having 
the different different skill sets definitely helps. So let's for for the uh, for the people that are trying to do you know uh, partner out with other people and, and they're kind of sketchy about it you know because uh, for example me I started I started on my own and then I tried to partner out with people at the beginning, uh, but things didn't work out right. So and I'm just curious how because I mean you guys already have a ninety uh, eighty nine unit right. And you say that you're also investing in, in all their assets, uh, commercial assets. Um, so how do you guys, and you've been doing it for a year already, how do you find these people? How do you um, get to, to connect with these people and be like, okay, this is, this is the team I'm working with. And because he has these skills, I have these skills. He, uh, the other guy or the other girl has the skills. Uh, my apologies. So, um, so how, how do you how do you build this team? Who 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 got it together? How do you guys start it? Yeah, so I, I guess I'd say I mean so how how I kind of started with a partner, I ended up through, and I'll kind of touch back on what what I kind of looked for. Um, but I through networking essentially is what it was. Actually, bigger pockets specifically. Uh, I kind of found one partner through there. We kept on meeting up, um, and that kind of transitioned into you know us, us starting to work together, starting a company together. Um, and then kind of brought in another partner that had even more experience and that kind of is how we, us three formed together. Um, but I think just kind of, you know, you, obviously you have, you have to know the person before, but you, you know, when you're getting into partnerships with, especially some of these, like these deals, you know, they're at least 10 years, you know, it can be five to 10 years you're holding these deals. You don't want to get into partnership with someone, you know, first off you don't like, or you don't trust, or you don't see it working out. So it's definitely important to kind of, have that in the back of your mind before you really start, you know, signing documents and, and getting into deals with people. You want to kind of, you want to actually like the person, right? You know, go out for a beer with them. Do you like the guy, guy or girl? I mean, you got to kind of, you got to kind of like the person right off. And then obviously the skill sets are important, but I think just kind of seeing long-term vision of, all right, I like this person. I can see myself, you know, being friends, friends with this person and working with the person for a long time. Um, that kind of has to be the backbone. And then obviously from there, you, you want to have, you know, believe in the person that they have the, the mind, the skill set to go where you want to go. Um, but I mean, it comes back to, to find, to find partners. I think the best way is to just network, right? I mean, go to events, bigger pockets is great to meet people in your area. Um, you know, Facebook groups, there's, there's so many different ways to meet people. And there's so many people out there looking to kind of find that, that right person to work with. Um, so if you can make yourself available and meet the right person, I mean, it's, I think it's a good way to go. Nice. And that was a year ago then. Uh, I think, I mean, really, we probably almost, that probably started about two years ago, Okay. you know, and that, that went on for like a year where we just kind of stayed in touch, started kind of talking over the phone every once or once a week or so, and then just kept building. And then we, we got, we closed on that first deal like a year later. So it was a year of kind of just going back and forth and kind of really getting to know each other and figuring out how we're going to do everything. And then I'd say a year goes when we really started taking off. So the first deal is the 89 units. Correct. So what? So personally, I bought a duplex first, a yeah. uh, house hack duplex. So that was my first like personal deal on my own, and then from there it was, it was everything else I said previously. So, so let me ask you this, man. I'm I'm kind of curious now. The um, so so you had your duplex, right? You you started like almost everybody else, small, uh, multifamily. Uh, I'm guessing maybe you house house hacked it too. Did you? Yep. Exactly. Okay, and then how the transition from 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 a small multifamily to now eighty nine units? Like, what opened up your mind to that? How do you how did that process the the mind process started to where like 
okay, I can I can actually go from two to eighty nine. Let me do it. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think I mean for me, it almost just happened. Like looking back at it, it was like yeah, it was a big mindset shift. But at, at the time, it just seemed like uh, common sense almost. I mean, so right, I bought that. I mean, I saw the people like after I after, even even when I you know I moved in. I think I was living for free and making like a hundred dollars a month, even like all expenses paid. I was like, wow, like this is, this is awesome. And then once I move out of here, I mean, I'm going to be making five, 600 bucks a month or whatever it is. And so then I kind of saw that, but I, then I realized I'm like, wow, if I really want to take this to like, you know, extreme levels and, you know, really blow it up in real estate, it's going to be hard to do to just, you know, if I just, if I'm just pulling my W2 income, save it up, you know, 15, 20 grand a year. And, uh, you know, that, that, that might give me one duplex a year. So it's kind of like, all right, you know, I, I could really just grind it out and do that. But if I, you know, really, if I scale, it's going to take so much longer to get to a point where I can really create like true freedom through real estate. And that's where I kind of just stumbled upon, uh, you know, syndication. Actually, I mean, Greg, I know a lot of people probably know his name, Greg Cardone is kind of a guy. Yeah. He's um, and I, I kind of just got in that mindset. And then I was like, all right, this, this is the path I want to do. I spent a lot of time kind of thinking on like the houses and all that. I mean, I'm not, not talking about it at all. There's plenty of money we made in, in all different kinds of real estate. That's what's awesome about it. Um, but for me, it was just this indication of what was drew, kind of caught my eye. And I just spent like from there, you know, six months, nothing else. I mean, I wasn't, didn't, didn't, become, didn't become distracted by anything else in real estate. It was just that. I just wanted to learn it. So, you know, the books, the podcasts, bought a few programs, um, just went all in on learning. And specifically the underwriting, the analyzing of the deals is where I spent a lot of time kind of becoming, you know, an expert per se. Um, and that's just kind of where I went from there. And then, like I said, I partnered up with the right people where that's, that wasn't their strong suit. Um, and we just kind of started, you know, going up from there. Nice. And, uh, so from the, from the, uh, how do you guys structure the, uh, 89 units that deal? Yeah. So, so there, that, with syndication, there's a lot of different, you can get really creative, you can get really complicated, you can keep it easy. For our first one, we kept it real simple. Um, it was just an 80-20 split. Okay. Um, so essentially all profits come in, 80% go to the limited partners, 20% go to the general partners. So real basic, I mean, yeah, if you look at some of them, and I, I, there is benefits to getting more complicated with the waterfall structures and all that. But being our first one, we just wanted to kind of keep it straightforward. Got it. Was it was it you guys own co- uh, capital or do you guys uh, uh, syndicate it with other investors, passive investors? Yeah, so we, we we syndicated on the front end with with the investors. We we all we try to always put in at least ten percent on the limited partner side as well, because um, I, I think that's kind of there's some syndicators out there that are just raising all the money and they're not investing in the deal at all. So if they have non recourse debt and the deal goes bad, I mean they're really they're really not on the hook at all. So we kind of like to, we'd like to tell our investors, right. I and mean, we're each putting in our, as much money, you know, we're each putting in a good chunk of money into these deals as well. So we're vested on both sides. Um, so I think that kind of, it's, it's good. It, it, it builds, yeah, it builds credibility too, because you put in, you, you guys, uh, a skin in the game as well. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So 80, 20, do you mind how, how much was that, that, uh, that, that investment, that, that asset? That one was about a little over three and a half million. So we had to raise around 830 grand on that one. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. So it, it was a good, I think it was a good kind of first deal to, to get us in. Um, and like the right size. I mean, really the, the, the scale and syndication comes when you start going larger. The bigger you go, the better, you know, the better, yeah. the better the numbers are going to look in syndication. Um, but I think 
that that size deal is a good is a good one to start. Okay. And what uh what other deals do you do you guys have right now? So uh, so we 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 bought a so like I said we kind of from there we you know we we were still looking at multifamily all the time but just I look we look at a lot of deals we get a lot of deals coming our way and just uh, a lot of people are overpaying for deals I'll just say that right now <laughs> yeah 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 so so uh, we kind of we came across a good opportunity for for an office deal and uh, that I mean that one's only it was eighteen units about I think that's about eighteen thousand square feet. Um, so it's nothing massive, not as big as that 89 unit deal, but the numbers were great on it, even with being very conservative, just you know, due to the, the, the future vacancy that might happen in the office um, space. So, I mean, yeah, that, that one came up. We were like, all right, you know, we have one group of investors we just work with. Uh, we buy that one. Same thing with the strip mall. Um, still super conservative. We're, we're direct to sell it on both of these deals. Um, so we're able to kind of create the terms that we need, uh, get, it for, get it for the right price. Um, and yes, I mean, those, those are kind of just two more bite-sized deals that we took off. Um, and, uh, yeah, and we, we have a few other ones that we're working on at the time, but I, I can't, I'm not really going to mention any specifics on those. <laughs> okay. No, that's fine, bro. That's fine. No, it's just, I'm just curious. I, I, a lot of our listeners are people that are trying to, to either invest passively or get into syndication, right? Cause that's, that's what we're trying to do as well. And we're, uh, into uh, multifamily does, that's, that's what we want to do. Um, so that's why I'm trying to, to see a, everybody has their own processes. You know, everybody starts from different backgrounds. Everybody starts, um, it depends on what, what your network is, you know, and that's what I'm trying to get people to, to see that it's like, it's not just one fix for, for everybody, everybody, you know, everybody has their own little niches here and there. Everybody has their own uh, ways of doing it. Um, so that's, that's what I was asking the, um, how do you how do you find your investors for example how do you start raising money yeah so it's something that i'm I'm putting more time into now there's just so many people are just so uh creative with different different ways to bring in investors um i think one of our best ways has been to start a meetup um so we started a a a meetup specifically geared towards multifamily it's now the largest monthly multifamily meetup in Wisconsin. So I, I say that those specific words because uh, specifically for multifamily, we host the largest one. There's a lot of other ones that kind of geared towards uh, the fix and flip and wholesale stuff. Um, and so, but, but yeah, so that's proven to be great. I and mean, we've met a lot of, a lot of good investors through there. Um, just, you know, networking, my, my partner's relationships, they have, a, they have a lot of good relationships that, that we've been able to leverage. Um, and then now we're, you know, I'm really putting a focus on the whole building, you know, building an online brand and kind of, you know, lead funnels through, through online, uh, which I think is really the best way to kind of bring leads in as you sleep. Right. I mean, that's, that's really the goal. I mean, I think it takes a lot of effort and time, Yeah. but if you can build that out, right. So that's kind of what I'm, what I'd like to focus on now is something where I can build, build like that. I can't say I have, have all the knowledge when it comes to that yet. I, I don't. Yeah. Uh, but I think there's a lot of value in building like a good, good funnel. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what we're doing as well. And that's why we're doing the podcast and, uh, um, and try to position our, our, ourselves for, for that deal. Uh, because like you say, right now is, is, is very difficult to find good deals. Um, and we know what they're out there. Uh, but again, you have to put yourself out there and that's basically what we're doing. And not only that, but you, in order to, uh, to to know other ideas other ways of how people do things 
So yeah, it's very important to have that uh, that social media presence. Yeah. Uh, so where do you guys invest? Are you guys just locally in, in Wisconsin, or do you guys look all over the place, or what's your uh, what's your criteria? Yeah, so we're we're currently just in like kind of the Milwaukee, Wisconsin surrounding area. So we'll go like fifty miles or so around outside the city. Um, so that's where we are right now. Um, just through the kind of connection we've already built in the area. I mean, really, our, our goal is to kind of take it to other states. Um, you know, some some of the bigger states. But for right now, I think our goal is to kind of just build a very solid base here in our backyard, where we already have the in-house property manager, we already have everything built here, and then kind of expand to different markets slowly instead of trying to be all over the place right now. Um, so I know I know there's a lot, we're lucky. I mean, you know, Wisconsin isn't, by the metrics, it's not the greatest market. Um, I know it doesn't meet a lot of the, you know, population growth metrics and everything that a lot of people like to see. And we see that through our investors. A lot of out-of-state investors are, uh, you know, bearish on, on Wisconsin just because of that, and I, I agree with them. Uh, they're not in the area, so they don't they don't necessarily know it. But uh, yeah, eventually we we would like to go into those high growth states where um, obviously more competitive there. But it's, I think it's a lot easier to kind of find those bigger deals and attract more investors if you're in a high growth city slash state. So the plan is to move out of state. What 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 state would you guys move into? We haven't so first we haven't put a lot of thought into it. Uh, I know. Florida is high on my list. I'm kind of sick of the cold weather before we go home. But also, it also it's a great market. Um, so I think I think that's kind of one of our top ones. We kind of looked at some out west too. I, I did my undergrad in Utah, so Salt Lake City area. I know that area well. Um, I know kind of like the Reno areas on our, on our radar. So a few different. Obviously, these are all markets that people are you know are, are way ahead of, way ahead of me in getting there. Obviously, yeah. but. Um, you know, good markets that I think would be good to expand to. Nice, nice, bro. So let me ask you: What's the um, what's your personal goal uh, as far as financial freedom? What what is it? Hmm. Let's see. I guess. Uh, I, so I have. I, I guess I have a multitude of goals. I mean, I think uh, as far as like, I, I like this year. I'd like to get to around a thousand units. What um, whether or not. But that being said, I'm not. I don't necessarily hold that specific unit goal in mind. I think a lot of people are kind of saying, I want to hit this amount of units in this amount of time, and they're forced to kind of do deals. So I've kind of strayed away from that and kind of put more of a, I guess the goal, my goal right now, and I'm not kind of going too far into the future, um, this year would be to get to, I want to be able to, to have $6,000 per month in true cash flow, you know, not, you know, that's guaranteed every month. So over an average period of time, you can say, or, you know, not including all the different fees and everything, just that's my, kind of my goal to have where I think I could not necessarily, not, that's not, not to say that's my ultimate goal. That's just yeah. a return goal to kind of get to where I need to be to kind of live a little bit more, more freely, I think. No, that, that's fair. That's fair. So are you planning on, on, on keeping your job or are you planning to become a, a full-time real estate investor? What's the plan on that? Yeah, I guess I, I I go back and forth on it. I mean, I think I think for now I'm I'm happy with my job. I I'm able. I work a lot, um, so I think I can I can balance both right now. So it hasn't as I haven't set my mind either direction. Um, so I think for now I just kind of grind out both and you know two streams of income and kind of just see 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 where it goes in the future. Yeah, and tell tell us about the uh, the meetup. So you host that meetup, right? Because I kind of saw that online. Yes. 
and you say is the, the biggest one in your area for multifamily. Yeah, so that we kind of I think we kind of got lucky. I mean, we so right when, when I still go to a lot of meetups when I was when I was, especially when I first started out. I mean, I was going to every single one in the area, you know, a couple of times, a couple of week, and as I kind of you know as I kind of geared more towards the multifamily, I was like, well. I go to every single one of these events. I have never been to one. Like I've been to all of them, but I've never been to one where they talk about syndication or multifamily. It's all about fixing house, fixing flipping and wholesaling, which is fine. But I was like, well, there's got to be like people out there like me that want to focus more on multifamily. You know, it's a popular asset class. So, and that was kind of the point where we were kind of building a partnership up. So it's me and my partners that host it together. But um, we, so yeah, we're like, let's just, you know, let's just start one. And so my partner already had, he has a big office we can host it in and we just kind of started doing it not even really with you know big plans we just kind of threw it up on facebook and like, let's see what happens and over the over the few months after that we started bringing in good speakers and it just kind of kind of blew up from there and i mean now we, we get we get a good base every time i think we put on a pretty good event and now we're kind of we have people that are kind of like uh like licensing kind of and hosting meetups in other other cities throughout wisconsin so now we got like four different cities throughout wisconsin we have uh, kind of people we know, but they're kind of partnering with us. So now we're kind of building our name around the whole state. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, because I wanted to do my 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 own meetup. Uh, but uh, but yeah, right now it's, it's just a, a matter of timing, right? And and you want to also do something different because a lot of meetups are uh, the gatherings and the and the restaurants or the bars. And I don't know if if, if a lot of that gets done. But you say you have, you guys have your own uh, office space, right? Yeah, so my partner, my partner has, so he has, uh, that, that's kind of what allowed me to scale up much quicker is he's, he's been doing it for a while. He's, uh, he's done very well in real estate. Uh, so he kind of has, he has a brokerage. They manage like 1,400 doors to their property management company. So they've built the presence already in the area. And like I said, I kind of just found a way to get in with my specialties that I've spent time learning. Um, and that's kind of how I went from there. But so around the meetup, I like I can mention three quick things that people that are looking to start a meetup kind of that's helped us kind of blow it up to get people to attend to it. Um, first thing is so once once so, uh, so you'll go to so there's Facebook pages, right? I mean all the, all the meetups have a Facebook page, at least most of them do. Go to all the ones in your area, you know, join them, click into them, and go through there and find like. Someone will post something like, you know, I have a duplex for sale or whatever, and you'll see like 50 email addresses in the comments, right? All the groups have it like that. I went in there and I spent a few hours on every single one. I clicked through each one and I, I documented every single email address into a spreadsheet. I scraped like 300 email addresses. You know, all those people that, that live in that area. Yeah. So I did that and then I threw on my email list. And that, that email list just keeps rolling. Anyone that says, hey, you know, let me know the next event, I just keep a running email list. So right there, I got, I got 300 people each month that I'm emailing to show up right off the bat. And then I also, bigger pockets. You'll go on there and I'll just, anytime you see someone post something about, I'm looking to get into real estate in Wisconsin, any, anything like that. And I'm with the message, you know, I host, we host this event. Love to see you there. Like we get five, 10 people each month just through that, through spending, you know, 20 minutes a week on, on bigger pockets. Um, the biggest one is when you create your Facebook page, your meetup. Facebook allows you to do a, a boost post. I'm sure you've you seen, seen the kind of advertisements on Facebook. Yeah. We will throw like 20, 30 bucks on there for the month and it'll, it'll boost the post and you can, you can set, set specific targets of who you want it to reach. And we'll get, I, I bet we get 20 people to show up just from putting 20 bucks on each month. 
those three things, I mean, obviously, you know, we're always kind of talking about it and posting it on social media, but those three things I've just, I mean, we get like 50, 60 people that show up each month, just mostly from that, I would say. Nice. And and I think that's going to be the highlight of this, uh, of this episode, because I never had anybody having their own meetups and, and giving us the, the tips that you're giving us. And that's that pretty awesome, man. So how do you, um, how do you find your, your deals now? Um, so we're doing, we're, so I mean, the brokers remain to be the best way to find deals. I mean, we've gone, um, we, we, we went pretty extensive into an off like direct to seller, um, direct to owner uh, marketing campaign. We hire, we have, we have a full-time virtual assistant that works for us. And, uh, so we've kind of spent a lot of time. We scraped pretty much, we took every 40 plus unit deal in Wisconsin. We pretty much found the address through paying for different sources and manual and everything. We we mailed them all, cold called them all. Over, we had over like 2,000 phone numbers. Our VA cold called them all. Um, so we went through that whole thing. Uh, we have a few leads that kind of seem like they might go somewhere. Um, but I mean, it was, it was a lot of work, right? I, I mean, I'm hoping one of those leads turns into a deal. But I, I get way more just to be honest. I mean, that definitely you should do that stuff too because it, it never hurts. But the brokers remain to be, I mean, that's just being on the broker's radar, especially as soon as you start buying deals, then brokers start paying more attention to you and they start sending you more deals. So, I mean, now, like, all the past three deals we've done, I've been completely off market. Um, so, it's kind of, I mean, I, I would say just really, and I mean, I, 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 I would, I'll just mention real quick on my website, I actually have a, a uh, like an ebook and a video series called How to Find and Analyze a Large Multifamily Deal. So on there, I, I go through like specifically step-by-step. Step. It's like an hour-long video and like 20-page ebook, but it kind of just, I'll, I walk through like specifically what we did for the off-market thing and how to kind of work with brokers. You said a video or an ebook? Uh, both. So I, I did like an ebook oh. and then an accompanying video. So yeah, that's it's a, a smartassetcapital.com. I just have it on there. On the that's amazing. We'll, we'll, we'll put it on the notes as well so people can, can actually access it. Awesome, brother. Um, so... And, and you said you, you mentioned your partner is a broker? Yes. Okay. So that helps too. It, it does. Yeah. I mean, so that's actually not, not directly, but that's kind of how we got the, the strip mall on the office deal was kind of through his connections with, with other owners in the area. Yeah. Um, so that, that helps too. But yeah, just the credibility aspect of it helps a lot. That's amazing, brother. No, I mean, the, the fact that you have good partner. What is, so you have a broker. Is you who kind of analyze the deals, right? You said that, and mm -hmm. your partner, the other partner, what does he do or she do? Uh, he more more so on the on the sales side as well, just kind of building relationships. Uh, we all kind of take take part in the asset management because um, I think that's a I think the asset management is a huge component that people don't think about. And, and I mean, yeah, it's something you don't think about until you buy a deal. Then you're like, all right, well, you know, I, these larger deals, right? You're a property manager. But you have to manage the property manager. You can't just you can't just hand it off to the property manager and be like, all right, sell in eight years and then I'll collect the check. My work's done. It's no, it's I mean it's weekly phone calls. We have weekly every Monday we have a weekly report we send out. Um, I'm looking at the numbers at least a couple times a week. You gotta be on you gotta be on top of them and you gotta walk, track the numbers insanely. I mean, we have so many different metrics. We're working on building a dashboard right now for real-time views of all our data. But I mean there's just that's a component I think that gets kind of not talked about too much. Uh, you know, it's all about raising the capital, finding deals, but no one talks about when I buy the deal, now what do I do? And I get it. I mean, it's because it's not, it's not something you have to really have to deal with until you actually get the deal. That's kind of the second step. But 
I think it's something people need to at least have a basic understanding of what they need to be doing in asset management. So, so let's talk about asset management. What is it like some of the stuff that nobody talks about that you, while you're doing your deals that you've learned and, and that needs to be more out there? I think, so first off, setting, setting KPIs, key performance indicators, that should be kind of the first thing you do right, right when you close on a deal is kind of set up some metrics to where and it can be correlated to your performance that you did in your underwriting, but something that you can, you can send to the property manager and say, this is what we expect. We expect to hit X income, expenses to be below X, you know, NOI of X, you know, cash, you know, that returns a cash flow of this, you know, set metrics for what you want your vacancy to be. Set metrics for how many leads you want to bring in. Uh, you know, set metrics for delinquency. Kind of set a goal for everything and, and track it every week. Um, and just so you know, most property managers have, have have different software, so you can access this data. I mean, data is your best friend when it comes to asset management. You have to you have to know how to find the data, and you have, you have to know how to how to analyze it. Um, and then just kind of taking that analyzing that data, and then you know, every week with your property manager on a phone call, at least once a week. Yeah, and kind of saying, okay, I'm, you know, I have the report here, and we send it to our property management too. They're CC'd on our, our Monday morning reports, so they see this is what we're seeing, um, and then we can kind of say, well, you know, we're, we're above, and then we will set a budget as well, um, and we kind of say, well, it looks like we're you know two thousand dollars above budget this month. What's going on here? It looks like painting was five hundred dollars more than usual this month. Um, just stuff like that. You got to be really detail oriented when it when it comes to asset management. I think in a, in a nutshell. So right now you guys are uh, outsourcing the uh, property manager. Yes. So well, not necessarily. I mean, so our property, our, we actually have in-house property management. I partner okay. with firm as well. Um, so I guess I kind of spoke out of contact over there. But yeah, so we have we have it in-house. So that's kind of that helps for sure. Because I mean, we're we know everyone involved on that side of the business very well. It's not like we're just dealing with you know kind of just with strangers. Uh, yeah. I'd say, but. Yeah, I mean that's I get I can't really speak to I know that's a common question is how to how to property management I haven't had to do it yet because we kind of just inherited this great property management company or I inherited it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess I can't speak to how to find a good one, but I mean, yeah, I, I think that's just a crucial part having someone that is going to listen to you and if you tell them I want to see this or this, they actually take it and they do it instead of just kind of brushing it off. Yeah, definitely. No, that's I mean that's 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 perfect that you guys are able to do that. Um, in in regards to to my brother and I, yeah, we have to outsource outsource of all that stuff because we invest out of state. He's he's uh, he's in Colorado. I'm in California, and we don't invest. Uh, well, actually, my brother he invests in Colorado, uh, but I don't have anything here in California, so we have to outsource. That was that was my question. But the fact that you guys do it uh, in house that's that's awesome. That's that's amazing. Yeah, it, it, it yeah it, it helps. It definitely helps. Yeah. That's amazing. So you say you also have a, a small shopping center? Yeah, so that was our most recently closed on a few weeks ago. So it's, it's a strip mall, uh, 20,000 square feet. Um, so that one, yeah, I mean, it's we're, we're newer into the retail space. Um, so it, it, took, it took me some time to kind of understand how to analyze retail. I mean, you have, they're all triple net leases. So kind of understanding, you know, CAM, common area maintenance, kind of understanding how, how that works. Uh, building. I mean, really, it's not too complicated, but just kind of understanding the specifics of how retail uh, P&L work. Um, okay. But yeah, I, I can't say we 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 just closed on that a few weeks ago, so I don't know too I don't know too much about um, 
kind of the asset management side of strip uh, malls yet. <laughs> no, no, that's fair. I don't either. And, uh, and to be honest with you, I mean, you you hear all these um, uh, things, you know, like negative things about the uh, like shopping centers, you know, um, yeah. retail retail spaces, and and I don't know, but um, I like. Why do you guys get into real uh, retail spaces? Is it good? Yeah. Idea? So- well, no, the, the same, yeah, the same fundamentals apply. I think what, what, we, what drew us towards it, if, if, so if it, if we'd have found that deal and you'd have said it's, you know, it's a clothing store and the next door they're selling shoes and, you know, over here there's a little restaurant that's not doing so well, we probably wouldn't have been so, so bullish on it. But so it's the two, the two tenants that the two biggest tenants there are a church and a bank that have been there for a very long time and they have both put, Probably over a hundred thousand. I think it was over a hundred thousand dollars in each unit to rehab it. So there, those and those two tenants. If all the other all the other units were to go vacant, those two tenants support the mortgage. Nice. So that's where we kind of saw and, and so and we factor in like I think I factor in total twenty percent vacancy throughout the whole whole period, and it's only ten percent vacant right now. Um, so just those factors. I mean, those stronger tenants. I mean, all the tenants that are there's a few that might be a little bit more. Um, affected by a recession but you know a, a church and a bank that, that that is doing well um you know knock on wood you never know but those are more recession proof businesses in my opinion man that's awesome who um so so let's see you you said you read a bunch of books and that, that's how you guys started into uh, multifamily right in syndication um can you share with us what books made the most impact hmm um, I'd say the 10 X rule. I'm a big fan of Grant Cardone. I kind of, that, that was one that kind of got me into it. Um, you know, he's got, I forget the name of it. He's got another one on, on apartments. Um, I, I'm kind of blanking on a lot of the names. I read all the kind of, you know, the big names, like Obama has some good ones. Um, kind of all, all those bigger names. Uh, I think like multifamily millionaire. That was a good one. Obviously, uh, I'm thinking grow rich for mindset piece of it. Uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad, obviously everyone says that one. That's what yeah. Do it. So I think I don't have any specifics. I, I I read a decent amount, not a not a super, you know, yeah. not a lot. Trying to read, you know, more. I'm trying to get to like a book a month is my is my goal this year. So I'm doing well, doing good so far this year. But got um, it. Yeah. Do you guys subscribe to any mentorship program or or do you just uh, self learn? Yeah, I've done a few um, like smaller one-off courses. I haven't, I haven't done. I know my partner did the. Uh, he was in the Jake and Gina one. He liked, he liked that one. Um, but I, I personally have just done like a few smaller, smaller kind of you know thousand-dollar courses here and there. Um, I do see the value in having a mentor. I think it's something. Um, I'm kind of leaning more towards. I have my a few different like uh, mastermind programs. Um, so I think that's kind of where I'm leaning towards it. I think then you kind of get the best of both worlds there and kind of find a mentor type thing and, and kind of meet other people like-minded. So that's kind of what I'm leaning towards kind of my next step. And once I kind of think I'm ready for that, that next step. Well, let me know, are you going to, are you going to join a mastermind program or are you going to, uh, uh, build your own, like you did the meetup? I think I'll just join one. I've, uh, I've, I've been, I've, I've like, I've been a part of like a few smaller like virtual masterminds and they, they were good, but I just almost felt bad with the person running it because it just seemed like he was doing so much work to kind of keep it going. And like, 
I don't think I don't know if they got anything in return. Kind of, they were just kind of, and then they both both of them actually ended up just stopping because like there was too much work on their end for that. Yeah. So that's what kind of like I don't know if I'd like want to start my own. It seems like a lot of work for you know, not to be selfish, but not much coming back. Um, yeah. So I think I'd probably just pay the money and join one that way. It's kind of all everyone's there and built in. Nice, nice, bro. So yeah, man. Hey, dude. Uh, so I don't want to take much of your time. I know you're a busy man. I really, really enjoyed the talk. Um, the fact that you gave uh, that you gave us the, the, the pointers on how to uh, how to start a, a successful meetup. And I'm saying successful because yours is the, the biggest one in your area. So that, that speaks a lot. And not only that, but I saw it on the uh, on your website uh, also. You, you talk about a little bit about your uh, your, your, your meetup. So, mm-hmm. uh, brother, tell us, for, for the people that are trying to, uh, to, to go from, from small family uh, or uh, small multifamily to, uh, to multifamily to make it bigger, um, what, what do they need to do in, in, in regards to the, the, the mind shift on that? Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, just, just like you said, I mean, the, the mindset's the first part. I mean, you have to kind of understand, you have to kind of shift over towards, all right, I can, I can do it first off. You know, there's a million ways to do that. I'm not, uh, I think for, I, I guess I, I don't speak to it too much just because I think, I don't know, for some reason my mind just didn't take much. I was just like, I just saw it right away. Um, but I think like the specifics of it, I think the best way to go bigger is once you get that mindset piece is kind of zone in on one aspect, right? There's so many different aspects of syndication. There's the capital raising, there's the analyzing the deals, there's, you know, the, the, the marketing, there's so many different aspects. I think you just, you just choose one. If, if you're very, you have a lot of connections or you're an extrovert type person, maybe you choose the capital raising, or if you're like me, you like the amount of computer, maybe you choose the analyzing side. So, I mean, choose a side and become an expert and spend so much time just becoming very good in that. And I'm just speaking from what I did pretty much. And then you partner up with someone else that that's, that kind of lacks that part. And that was allow you to scale so much quicker. Um, so I don't know if that directly answers your question, but yeah, I think just kind of taking those steps and becoming an expert in one piece, it just allows you to get there much quicker. No, and it doesn't. I appreciate it because again, you, you are, you already have a, a successful business, you know, and, and you also have, uh, different little branches of your business. You got your meetup, you got your syndication, you got your uh, management, your uh, in-house management, and, and that to me, that's that's success. You know, you're 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 you have a, a a machine that is running constantly. You know what I'm saying? And 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 your tip, I mean, it it works. And I think that's what everybody should be doing is focus on on the specific part because when you're doing syndication, I mean, even in any any aspect of real estate. Uh, uh, investing, you're not doing it on your own, you know? So yeah, you have to, uh, you have to, to, um, I guess, tune in on that uh, skill that you have, on that specific skill that you have and become the expert on that and then get the people around you who know more about other things, you know? And, and I think you, yeah. I think you've done it and that's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, no, totally hit it right on that. So, bro, tell us where can people find more about you, and also if you want to put out your your meetup, you know, so more people, the listeners can know where to find, to go to your meetup. Yeah, so I, I'd say I think I mentioned it previously, but on our website, so at www.smartassetcapital.com, um, two things I spoke about: the, 
we have I have two ebooks on there actually. First one, how to find and analyze a large multifamily deal, and the other one, asset management. I actually I have I have the spreadsheet on there that we use to use the tracker, all the KPIs and everything I'm talking about. So you can just download that. I mean, you might want to make some tweaks depending on what type of deals you're doing. Um, but yeah, I think going there, you can download both those things. Those are great pieces to kind of help someone that's kind of getting into it. Um, and then the meetup, if you are located in the Wisconsin area, um, it's a Wisconsin apartment investors meetup. Um, and you can just go on the Facebook page for that one. Okay. Awesome. You guys should do, um, uh, live Facebook live. So I can join you guys one day. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I've been thinking about doing that. I, I'm trying to get more into the uh, the Facebook Live stuff. I need. To. Yeah, let, let me know, man. Because I, I honestly uh, is here is difficult to find uh, multifamily uh, meetups, and and the ones that I find are so far from my house. You know, is yeah. either San Diego, which is like two hours from here, or uh, yeah. LA, which is three hours with traffic. So I was like, man, I. Do. And, yeah. and I'm a single dad, so I can't, <laughs> I can't take my son to all of them. So, yeah. hey, brother, I really appreciate it. it it's been an awesome uh, uh, conversation. I learned a, a ton from you, especially because I want to do my own, uh, eventually do my own meetup. So I'll, I'll get on that uh, with you and ask you some, some tips on that uh, on yeah. the side. Uh, so I really appreciate it, bro. I, I appreciate your time. And uh, is there anything else that you want to add before we leave? No, yeah, I appreciate it as well. I mean, yeah, I think just like like you said, I mean, just shifting your mindset. People that are trying to get in this larger syndication. Just first thing, shifting your mindset, and then just go all in on it. I mean, you got you can't be scared to put the time in and kind of it takes time. It's not it's not like the fix and flip stuff where you can you can buy a house in a few, in a few months and kind of flip it. I'm not talking bad about that because I know people like make a lot of money doing it, but the syndication is a long term game. So you just kind of have to put on put on that hat. And now you're going, you're going down a long yeah. road and pay, pay dividends in the future. And he's, he's very interesting as well. <laughs> yeah, fun. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, brother, hey, thank you. Appreciate it so much. Um, and, uh, and that's it for the listeners, please. Uh, if you tune in, uh, don't forget to hit the, uh, the subscribe button, leave us a review, leave any comments. Uh, please go check it out to check the, uh, the, the free stuff that, uh, the broadcast has on his website. And uh, peace out.